everybody. I am Matt. I am Matt's mom. <laughs> I can't talk like that. <laughs> and this is a Riverdale Runs Through It. It's a podcast with Pep. I don't, yeah. I don't know what so much Pep. There. That was weird. Yeah. Well, Jim, you're just talking like robots, you so, know? So little of what we do is weird oh. that it really stands out when we do something <laughs> really, weird. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. We get just a little left of normal. Boy. And then uh, everybody's like, what are they saying? Um, so this is the recap, Bep. This is, uh, we're finishing up season two. I had to watch this show. Where Matthew's forced to acknowledge that we didn't am... spend 11 recording sessions lying out yeah. our asses. For real. We, did the, you, we didn't spend the last 22 weeks just frantically writing up a shit show. Um, Somebody else wrote it's up all a shit real. show for us. Yeah. They did it like three years ago or whatever the fuck. Um, Based on the content of... Season three, episode one. We may just do that for season three. Yeah, boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> Listen, we've made jokes about it before. I can't wait until we just like write season six of this show. Oh, it's so yes. Late. Give it to me. Um. So yeah, I once again have to acknowledge this whole show isn't a is an elaborate goof. Um, that's being played on me. It is real. Shit is wild gang it is wild <laughs> fucking musical episode this season god Jesus i can't Christ. i can't ha- i literally here's the thing i stopped my binge just before that because i was like i can't <laughs> i've already consumed prepared. i've already consumed like three or four hours of this and i can't handle a musical episode and i didn't watch it i didn't watch the show for like two days i will say I, this like, about a the lot musical, of shows of musical episodes are pretty good the, the eh. looks were on point the 70s inspired yeah. shit. Mm. For sure. Yeah. The whole Carrie, whole Carrie thing, sure. The document, the, yeah, the document, whoa, can't say documentary. Jesus, that was hard to get out. Um, but yeah, the whole documentary thing, that was kind of cool, but uh, I don't know. But uh, yeah, so I, I guess I took some notes. We organized it a little bit before we recorded, so I guess I'll just... Go through these. Yeah. Um, so what do we what do we start with? We start with Veronica's confirmation. Yeah, we go we go from Veronica's confirmation. So um, this is the episode where Archie gets the mob job, uh, <laughs> running shit for Hiram, um, and it's also the confirmation plot thread. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. One thing, there's a scene in this episode where Veronica goes to a confessional and, like, there's a really tense scene about how she's, like, yeah, confessing all her sins and, like, oh, oh, on the edge about renouncing Satan. Hey, Monsignor, I fuck. (laughs) Yeah, so, okay, Monsignor, I fuck. Is that okay? No, you made it sound like that was his name. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta go down and talk to Monsignor, I fuck. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry, you what? Uh, Monsignor, I fuck. His name. That's his name. Yeah, he's a he's a cardinal. Um, but <laughs> yeah. So after she so goes to Monsignor, I fuck. <laughs> <laughs> cardinal D's nuts in your mouth. Um, so <laughs> so yeah. After that, like after confessing all these sins and like getting all this weight off her chest, she like goes and has wine with her family like it's nothing yeah and i feel like smoke a cigarette on television yeah 
Like it's I, I don't get the sort of <laughs> I don't know the whiplash that is like okay I'm gonna be pure now and then she like gets driven home by Andre and is like ah no I could go for some wine like it's not like she's not in fucking high school um oh, also, well, also wine is I'll gross. tell you what your confusion there is wine Matthew is, is that you weren't raised Catholic oh there it is wow <laughs> I didn't put it together <laughs> until you told me <laughs> Oh right! This um, is this is this is where it starts to get weirdly into like the mobster wife, yeah, ethos. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure. So this is also um, the episode. I I can't remember. This is the episode after the murder, or this is the episode of the murder, where Chick just straight up murks a guy and cries about it a little bit. I mean, oh, I where remember. where Betty comes home and yeah. Uh, Cause she, that's fucks. A, oh yeah, that's cause the she next fucks one. Jughead. Oh okay. So then, okay. The last note there is for the for the next episode then, but it's okay. So also the fact that um, Daddy Gravy, aka Papa Poutine, his real name is Paul Boucher, which no, it's not. I guess Fuck they're off. really. I really think they're trying to like they're trying to build up a barrier of like why this guy's name is Papa Poutine in the mob world. It's like oh well he. No He's French-Canadian or whatever the fuck. Yeah. But what is, what's a French-Canadian name? Boucher? Slap it on there. I can't believe they didn't um, Monsignor Maple. <laughs> <laughs> the sticky cardinal. Um, so, oh, also, um, I feel like all of the women in the Lodge family have the same exact pearl necklace they that they all got from their respective dads because Abuelita in that... Uh, in the one scene that she's in has almost the exact same pearls on as Veronica does. Yeah. As, as I recall, uh, every scene with the Hispanic mob wives is like knit by lit by like neon purple lights. Yeah. Or just a fire in a fireplace. Sure. Like it's, it's either or it's Their really lives weird. Are dark anyway, is the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Their lives, they're trapped. They're like, yeah, they're caught up in such a dark and gritty life. Um, but the the last note I have for this is um, we keep making jokes that Hiram is a fucking pirate, which they're rooted in some truth. He's got some doubloons somewhere. But um, he has on, I think, an octopus lapel, which gives me strong pirate. I can, like, sniff out. I can sniff <laughs> the sea spray off of him. He's so much of a pirate. God damn it. Um, uh, yeah. And then... Talking about... <laughs> You're talking about uh, Veronica's strapping conquistador of a father? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that, Cheryl. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The amount of... Here's the thing. I don't know I don't know if that's the way that the writers are, like, framing a, a daddy issue where she's just, like, attracted to all the dads, but I don't like it. And if we could stop it, that would be... Ooh, so choice. I think it's because in mm. the real world, any of the characters on the show could date any of the dads, and it wouldn't be that <laughs> gross. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, fuck. You just made me remember that Cheryl said straight out to Fred, looking dilfy as ever. <laughs> yeah, looking real dilfy today, Fred. Anyway, let me give your son an electric guitar. <laughs> like it's normal. It's fine. We're fine. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> So, 
The uh, moving on to Jughead and his horrible, no good, very bad dick, uh, which is our episode title. I forget what the actual episode title is, but uh, this right. is the one where the, the, so everybody the, the confirmation episode. Everybody's got to fuck because they've been to church. Everybody's got to fuck. And then the epilogue, I'm pretty sure, is Betty coming in and being like, holy shit, there's a dead man on our floor. Um, well, Chick stands there absolutely uselessly. Fuck off, Chick. I hate you. Yeah. Because well he uh, I mean he's Alice's special boy for now and it's you know he's he can't be caught up in all this, um, so I think there's a scene after like after all of the cleanup and like dumping the body in the fucking worst place ever, um, there's a scene where like Betty comes down and everybody's having a fine old time like nothing happened and no murders happened. Oh yeah. Um, Alice stayed up all night cleaning up blood and then she got up and made a four course breakfast for chick. Yeah. To prove like it's she's fucking cool. Yeah. Like it's fucking cool to do that. Yeah. Um, and she, I don't know the really what I took away from like this breakfast scene where she's like getting a bowl of cereal is that she basically uses a deep plate, not even a bowl. <laughs> Like the fucking, the dishware in the Cooper household is unhinged because yeah. they have that huge bowl for a weird ass salad, but no, <laughs> but no, like bowls for soup or cereal. Yeah, like it's a specific bowl that you need for for liquid yeah. foods like that. Yeah, this like if you're gonna have a wet operating from some crate and barrel seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although if, if you there's... go into a Target like right now and look for bowls, they're all gonna mm-hmm. be pretty flat. God, it's what really the fuck irritating. is with flat bowls, gang? You I need... Bowls should not go through fashions. Yeah. They, we don't need last year's bowls to be out of style. They're bowls. They're for cereal and salads and soup. They okay? Nice, <laughs> thick uh, lip around the top. <laughs> yeah. So that when you like, pick it up out of the microwave with your eagle claw, it doesn't burn your fingers. <laughs> exactly. Or just bring back those um, those plastic bowls with the straw built in. For cereal, I don't know if either of you know what I'm talking about. I do. No, um, no, I don't. Yeah, they were they is. were Explain hot shit to me and the audience. So okay, this was hot shit in like middle school. Um, I had I had friends in middle school who at their house had like three of these. What's that like? 2010. Um, um yeah, I think around there. I don't know how old you are. I well, tw- 21. There you go. Oh, you're the same <laughs> um, age. As... He was 21 in third grade. Okay, he took some time finding yeah, himself. I, you're the same age as this <laughs> yeah. century. I, yeah, I listen. So easy, just take the two zero off the end of the uh, the year there. The but yeah, yeah so off the beginning, no, the end. I'm twenty. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so, uh, basically, these bowls are just like plastic. They're just like plastic, uh, like molds of bowls, but they have a, a built-in straw that goes all the way to the bottom, so that when you uh, you don't have to like tip the bowl up when you have cereal. You can just like sip this, sip the milk out of the bottom. Huh. Makes the whole thing more streamlined, I would say. A little easier, you know. Fascinating. And they were, I wanted one so bad, but I don't think I ever told mom because I don't know why. Um, so this is one of the many like Agent Fakeman episodes, um, and in one guy. of the scenes, this fucking guy, right? This goddamn. Capo-looking motherfucker. I just want to say, um, mad props to us for 100% always knowing this guy is a fucking this fake. Guy, <laughs> this yeah. guy is a fucking narc, okay? Yeah, we never wavered is, on this. Yeah, we, we were always like, man, this guy, 
this guy is not an FBI agent. Not only is he a fake FBI agent, he's doing a shit job of pretending to be an FBI agent. Yeah. <laughs> and Archie's uh, just too dumb to get it. Uh, Archie's <laughs> in high school. Um, but yeah, there's a scene where they meet in a park, and the dude is like, oh, you know what'll make me less conspicuous? A trench coat and a fedora. <laughs> and it's like, dude, yeah, you're not gonna... That's literally the opposite. You might as well just, like, have a neon sign above your head that says, look at me. It's Riverdale, um, where who knows what season it is, but no one wears winter coats. Yeah. So I think it, it – or no, the first scene is just a hat, and then they cut to, like, the, the scene where uh, they're in the garage, and Agent Fakeman kicks over the fucking – the bass drum. He's so angry. Um, <laughs> and – because, you know, Archie plays drums, but we never see it. I guess that's just sort of a fun thing that the cast has going. Um, but, yeah. And then later on, when Archie lies to Agent Fakeman, that's when he's got the trench coat on. Um, and in my notes, I have it down as Inspector Fakeman. Because he's... Inspector Fakeman. Yeah, just a, a full Inspector Gadget-looking motherfucker in this goddamn trench coat and fedora. Um, oh, and then, I this is also the episode where, uh, Cheryl is, like, a badass archer, and we're like, what? But it just pans out. Just to threaten Hal, we thought, but no. Just to threaten Hal, well, eh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of. not be the last time she shoots arrows at Hal. It, it speaks yeah. volumes about how absolutely bonkers this show is, that we could yeah. watch oh, Cheryl sure. be an archer for an episode and feel like, yeah, they just did this for this episode. Yeah. They'll F never like talk it. about this again, we said. Throw it away. Like yeah. dum-dums? Like, as fucked yeah. up as the, the show is in general and how they do not like do a good job of laying out stuff and then like building on it and remembering stuff that they did, right here. Yeah. She's an archer. Right here it is. Yeah. Here she is threatening Hal with a bow. <laughs> yeah. And we did never saw it coming until we, we put the really fucking piece didn't. together. It's insane. Because yeah. I think... I think it's the expectation that we have for this show that whenever it we it like does that a good nothing thing, nothing they do means anything. Right. Yeah, but whenever they do some sort of good thing that like <laughs> pans out, it makes it through the fucking I don't know thirty monkeys on typewriters that they have uh, at the CW studios. <laughs> it's like wow, they did a they did a thing here. I see what they did here. Yeah, um, there was a hot minute where uh, Betty was a sex worker. And then they never speak of it again. Yeah. Sometimes there's that. And other times they have the, the fucking Cheryl art. Or yeah, the Cheryl archery shit. Um, I'm Betty. I have to indulge the darkness within me. Yeah, darkness. That's uh, been my major driving force for all of my bad decisions. Mm, I will now I forget blame. it forever. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. I'm going to make a call that this season she's going to like burn the wig or something dramatic. Oh, I'm just gonna put season that three? out there. Mm. Yeah, in season mm. three. Just, just you know, I'm just gonna cast a wide net. Um, be but like next jumping up, the shark or growing a beard, and be burning the wig. Yeah, yeah. H- have you? Oh, heard I also think Archie's gonna. I've not heard growing the beard. I I hadn't heard it until like earlier this week. Someone said that a show grew the beard, and I was like, "What does that mean?" And they're like, "Oh, Star Trek: The Next Generation season one is terrible." And in season two, Riker shows up with a beard, and the show is good. <laughs> it's like, oh. Oh, that's really, Damn, that's really interesting. That's pretty good, huh? 
And then on I like the Star lot. Trek Day uh, broadcast the other day, somebody on stage said it, and I was like, oh, okay. That is a thing that people say. I've never heard yeah. it before. That's cool. I, I'm sorry, uh, so but I can't up. hear uh, Riker without a montage of him sitting in chairs by swinging his leg over the top of the chair, playing it's on so the weird. loop brain. <laughs> it's so goddamn <laughs> weird. He does the uh, the chair choreography in the fucking musical episode. <laughs> Every time he sits down. I, I feel that... certain that Jonathan Frakes has directed a few episodes of the show, hasn't he? Oh, I don't know. Of Riverdale? I thought so. No. That's fucking crazy if he has. I hope not. Yeah, tippity tappity. Um, so next I'm, up. I'm Googling the... with my mechanical keyboard. <laughs> tippity tappy. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to move on to Hot Tub Slime Machine, where the fucking Lodge Lodge, the best thing to come out of this season, <laughs> probably, is, uh, is happening. They we call, call it that the in the Lodge. show, too, right? It's not just us? Yeah. No, it's not just us. Okay. I think you, you freaked the fuck out on, on the episode <laughs> where you were like, oh, my God, I said the thing. I, I wrote it down in the scene notes, and they said it <laughs> in the show. Um, so this is the this is the Lodge Lodge episode. Um, this is the episode where it's Operation Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, which is way too long of an operation name. You're not gonna. That's so much of a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, those, that doesn't help. Board if you meetings need speed during the course of your yeah. operation. I mean, you could try and go agwukade, but that's just. It's <laughs> <laughs> not gonna work. You have to think too hard about that. Yeah, it's too. Yeah. You just gotta it's every time. Go yeah, like I feel like they could have really shortened it down to just like Operation Din Din. Dinner time. <laughs> Something. Poutine Who party. Knows? Oh, there you go. Operation Poutine Party. Uh, but uh, but Papa Poutine's dead. I feel like yeah, that's too that's soon. Yeah, that's why it's, it's a party in his honor. We're so much uh, better yeah. at this show than they are. A gravy wake. <laughs> a gravy wake. <laughs> pass, pass the... No. <laughs> a Viking funeral and he's put in a gravy boat. Um, So... Yeah, apparently there's no this, way Papa Poutine didn't have a yacht, and he had to have named it the Gravy. Oh boat. my God, he's got a boat called the Gravy Boat. <laughs> he has to have. <laughs> oh my God, he's got like, a fifty-yard yacht. Yeah, like and has it's to. called the Gravy Boat. Yeah, fifty-foot yacht. I don't think they they measure yachts in yards. Okay. Whatever. I, I will say I apologize for impugning Jonathan Frakes' directing career. <laughs> uh, he only directs much better shows than this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> And honestly, it's not too hard. It's not too hard to do that thing that you just said. Um, There's a lot of them. Yeah. Um, oh, so, okay. When this fucking... The, I, I, don't, I don't really remember where... Um, the, like, the, this fucking meter maid in the goddamn... When they're when they're dumping the car, whenever it happens, I'm not sure if it's this episode or the episode before. It's the end. But it's the end the of car, uh, Joe Jughead's terrible, horrible, no oh. very bad dick. Okay, dumping so yeah, so good. The, yeah, that scene where they're just like waiting for the car to sink is fucking. That genius. scene is fucking gold. It's so good because they don't play it for laughs. Um, no, and the timing they of like, it is just fucking hysterical. Yeah, they like try and make it dramatic, and it just mm. ends up being comical it's insane but yeah that fucking i got mad at that meter maid for no reason because it's like just like have a bike 
Yeah, at that point, made car that is designed to fit on sidewalks and through traffic in New York City. But yeah, drive it and down not, an empty suburban street. Yeah, at like fucking 10 p.m. when nobody's out. Like it's, uh, I don't understand. But Can anyway, you imagine getting um, a call. You're three miles away, and somebody calls to report that this car has been sitting outside of their house, and you're like, "Yeah, I, this thing goes 15 miles an hour." Yeah, I'll be there in fucking 45 <laughs> minutes, man. Yeah. Oh. It's going to take me some time. Yeah. Sorry. You all right over there, Jim? Jim are you okay? Knocked my microphone off my desk. He got so mad about the meter rate again. Yeah, you just got, oh, man, you couldn't control your rage. Man, it was upsetting. Like, could you imagine a town the size of Riverdale even having parking enforcement officers? Dude, it's not I can't possible. actually imagine a town the size of Riverdale because of the wildly inconsistent clues about the size of the town that we have been given. Yeah. Because of the shape of the thing. Is it long? They have 27 high schools. Yeah. One it's of them very is long. in the district next to the ocean. And yet the, the town hall where, where everyone gathers is smaller than the auditorium in my high school. Yeah. Uh, this whole show, it just depends on the day. It's kind of like a Welcome to Night Vale thing where every day the town's a different size. Um, so... Uh, so yeah, Hot Tub Slime Machine, whenever, um, I think when Cheryl invites herself to go to the Lodge Lodge, <laughs> and everybody's like, uh, no, it's like a couple's thing. Yeah, we, she, like, our goal is to go there and fuck Cheryl, so you're not yeah, invited. so Cheryl, I'm so sorry, but none of us want to have a three-way way with you. I'm so sorry. Um, those fools. <laughs> but... What really stood out to me is that she was like, she came up to them and was like, I was sleeping in my canopy bed, my like four post canopy bed, or might have been, I don't know, but whatever the context, the fact that she put forth the information that she had a a four post bed before getting into the actual stuff, quality Cheryl content. It's important. Yeah, that's important to Cheryl. It speaks to what she thinks is important and people like. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the fact also, this is when Jughead tries to do some like fucking. Wait, I just want to say, reporting. I think this dovetails with um, my theory that Cheryl learned conversational English from old timey novels. Um, yeah, I would also say that that's true because this this really like it calls out like, hey, in a novel, you would explain where that you, you were, were in that the, you were in... reposing in your four poster bed to set the scene. <laughs> So this is how you talk to people. Yeah, Cheryl thinks in like uh, stage directions. <laughs> she just whenever she enters the room, she's like, "Enter stage left." She narrates it in her head too. Yeah, retweeted a uh, commercial for the, the like the new about to air episode of season five or six or whatever they're on. Uh, five, and, I think. And they're like, "What the heck is Cheryl even doing here?" And and the bit that they were talking about. Is Cheryl, it looks like at, like, Thornhill or Thistle House, they're the same set, basically. Yeah. Uh, and in each of her hands, she's holding some honeycomb, and she is what screaming at somebody, I'm the queen bee! <laughs> 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 and it was... Oh, she's gone crazy, is what you're saying. It's so ridiculous. She's gone insane. Okay, all right, here's my take on this. In order to dethrone her family's maple business... Cheryl has gotten into beekeeping and is like, I'm going to make honey the big thing. Yeah. She's going to rebrand. Yeah. 
She's going to flip <laughs> sweets. She's still in the sweet game, but it's a different kind of sweet. Yep. Goes on different stuff. Oh, oh man. That's my on hope. On toast, in tea. That is 100% um, yeah. what's happening there. I, I can't fucking believe that is such a big spoiler that you just did. Um, so I'm the queen bee. I'm the whole show. I'm sorry. The whole show. Well, podcast is over everyone. Yep. Thank God. What? Um, (laughs) 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 Oh man. So, okay. Um, yeah. So when Jughead and Betty, when Betty's like Jughead, you got to behave when we go to the lodge lodge, don't talk to Veronica about her bad dad. Who's buying up all the fucking land in Riverdale? Yeah, He's definitely like, don't just casually don't start playing oh, Monopoly no. and don't make claims about Hiram's Monopoly. Yeah, oops. Which, <laughs> oh, spoiler alert! He sure does. <laughs> but he says just uh, let's just candidly, I'm gonna work on my fucking novel. And it's like, dude, you're going to a lodge. Are you gonna bring a typewriter, or are you just gonna like type in notes offline on a fucking he laptop? Does well, I guess have a, a typewriter? That is true. But he got a laptop. It's like yeah, he put three know. stickers on it to make it relatable. Right, because he's a he's a cool, trendy teen with stickers on his laptop. But contractually, the uh, Apple logo the must be visible. Yeah, well, because he's a good guy. Apple can't have bad guys in films. Oh, so his, his Apple logo is visible, huh? Yeah. Um. Let me see. Oh, the so the fucking weird kissing hot tub scene starts <laughs> off with veronica like taking off a fucking hot tub robe like it's a normal thing and like i don't even own one robe and she's got ones for special occasions yeah and i'm like dude i what come on you gotta up your robe game that's on you <laughs> fucking slide me some some robe i jim come personally on. own a, a warm weather robe and a cold weather robe god everybody's so fancy once upon a time i don't has got robes i don't remember how it it. came about but i was over your house for some summer thing and you and i both ended up in robes that we did not own oh yeah it's (laughs) because we played that that um kickball game oh and it oh i think i remember that yeah played a kickball game at the park yep yeah, Man, I, that was like 8,000 years ago. And there was that a lot was of so sliding, ago, and yeah. it was muddy. So we came back, and I was just like, okay, everybody shower. Here are the robes I have available. Mm. Yes. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so I'm jealous about... Day. Yeah, I'm jealous about robes. That's all. Um, next, when uh, so when Veronica... Or when Archie is um, getting his feelings out through push-ups... And then goes to like split wood in the rain in a tank top. Um, he like goes to meet up with Andre, who wasn't supposed to be there. And like uh, Veronica catches both of them, and she's like, "Andre, leave right now! I don't need you." And also, Archie, I'm going into town with Betty because boys suck. Boys suck. Um, we're gonna go then, shop at the one store. Yeah, we're gonna go buy candles at the one store. Um, and. Andre just like walks into the woods and I, for some reason, I immediately was like, he built a tree house. He built, this motherfucker built a tree house. He's got, he's got, he's like got a, a satellite a stash phone. of blankets. He's got internet. He's got a little mocha yeah. pot. He's really living he's the got, <laughs> He's got a hot plate somehow. It's, it's just, I just want to see the inside of Andre's tree house. 
<laughs> also, I feel like Andre's Treehouse is a young adult or children's novel, like a, yeah. a children's book series, like The Magic Treehouse. But it deals um, with, but with murder. But with murder, yeah, it's like young adult. It's like Magic Treehouse grew up, and it's like more violent a little bit. Oh, yeah. The Magic um, Treehouse books need a dark, gritty reboot. Oh, yeah. They need Zack Snyder on those bitches. Um, so, uh, turns, so turns out Jonathan Frakes from not too far away from where you guys live in Pennsylvania. Huh. Well, okay. Well, me and mom live in different places now, so. Where your mom lived. Oh, okay, gotcha. Just rub it in, Matthew. Uh, Just continue my grief. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, mom. I'm not in the same house. You're literally in my room right now, my former uh, I, room. It's Yeah, I'm turning it into an office. It's, uh, oh, that's we're, true. We're going to rub it in even harder. Tomorrow, I'm going to a concert at the beach with Matthew. Yeah. Hey, you don't so, hey, come. hey. Hardy, har, har, har. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to have a fun music day at the beach. <laughs> we're going to this anyway, uh, Oh, yeah. Um, so after that, when uh, the girls and the boys are split into their respective groups. Um, to definitely was, not have sex. To definitely not kiss. Sadly. Uh, when Archie and Jughead are like, out in the woods, we're sitting not gonna on kiss. a stump. Yeah, yeah. When they're out in the definitely, woods and like everybody's kiss. Kicks, kiss except us, and we're gonna keep it that way. We're gonna <laughs> keep it like that because that's what we both want, and not at all to rub each other's lips together. Um, but they're like, they're not doing anything I, I except don't know for. If I ever thought of kissing as rubbing their lips together, <laughs> that's so weird. Now I'm gonna think Just, about that next time I kiss somebody. Which who I just, knows when that'll be, but <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of boiled it down to its base elements and it's basically what it is. Uh, um, really, but the truth of the universe so here. much more gross. Yeah, well, you know, Jim. Sometimes the truth isn't as uh, isn't as great as what we make it out to be. Um, so they're not doing anything. They're not like I don't know, fucking foraging for food. They're just like out in the woods, throwing a canteen back and forth. And that's it. That's their day. It's like they're just throwing this fucking canteen back and forth, playing catch, like it's something that guys do, something that dudes do. Guys love to play catch and talk about how they will never kiss. Yeah, that's my understanding of the basis of male friendship. (laughs) Yeah, having a catch uh, and it's not kissing. Having a catch. Having a catch. I'm gonna go uh, pick up a canteen. Today, after we finish <laughs> so that, this recording, so that, you so that we can have, have one catch. to throw around tomorrow at the yeah, beach. so we can yeah, so we can have a catch at the beach. Yeah, have a canteen catch. Yeah, I would love it. I love a catch it. Team. Also, again, I don't know why they think just in the Riverdale verse. I don't understand how they think high schoolers would drink because like fucking oh, yeah. whiskey on the rocks, right? The spicy then, margaritas. <laughs> the spicy margaritas, and then it's four teenagers in a house alone. What they do is play Monopoly and drink wine while they do it. Yeah. That's what they're going to do. We're, we're 16. Their, we love making spicy margaritas. We love making spicy margaritas. <laughs> and a we drink that takes like eight love. minutes to prepare. Yeah, I love I like that. a nice yeah. dry Rioja and yeah, to like, fucking get Park Place. You know? I don't, I don't, uh, I don't understand. <laughs> the, I feel like the, the people who wrote this show were like, okay, what are teens like? And they asked... A fucking 30-year-old. Yeah. Like, they just, like, <laughs> like, what do you remember about high school? And they were like, uh. Like, uh, what a team. Play Monopoly. Like, I know. We'll ask Ben Platt from, from Dear Evan <laughs> Hansen. He's 35. 
absolute audacity uh, of Ben Platt to insist God. that that is his real hair. That's my not dude. his real hair. Hey, gang. <laughs> my dude. I'm so sorry. Ben Platt, that if you're listening, not. thank you for doing so. But also, that's not your real hair. Good. I, I don't know but, if any of you were awake last night when the Toronto Film Festival reviews started to hit the internet. Oh, but, boy. Oh, no, I don't think so. Everybody hates it's, that movie. It's really no everybody hates the movie yeah. dear evan hansen the first yeah. literally... tweets that i saw about it were about how people deserve to go to jail jesus <laughs> oh no i'm even wearing a fucking dear evan hansen shirt right show, now oh, all gotta... of the reviews are like yes the the in-person show covers a myriad of sins in the story the film right does mm-hmm. not <laughs> oh sick man Anyway, they didn't get the the dad from the show, which I really feel like is a blunder, because that the the dude who played the dad in the Broadway show, yeah, real great, at least the one we saw. Yeah, I'm not sure if uh, he was in the original cast or not, but anyway, he was. He's a part of the like he workshopped. The, oh shit! The show with Ben Platt, et cetera. He's been with it from the beginning. That's cool as hell. Um, but anyway, I'm mad about how these quote-unquote teens drink because it's in fucking sane yeah. um and then because lastly, they, should, they uh, should be like mixing together a shot of every alcohol in the liquor cabinet yeah they so should they be like trying to make caught. jungle juice yeah <laughs> are, are wine like, coolers a thing yeah Dude, well now, so now white claw coolers. is more than wine coolers yeah okay. i feel like i haven't yeah, been a teen in so truly. goddamn long and even when i was a teen i didn't drink alcohol but i think in the 80s or 90s 90s we were teens in the 90s yeah, I think in the 90s I was gonna it say, was like don't ask me. Coolers. Oh, okay. I mean, that makes sense. I think they were, uh, yeah. I don't even know what a wine um, cooler entails. I assume you add some seltzer to wine? Maybe. Um, it's just like malt liquor and juice, honestly. Oh. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Um, but Way the last note I have idea. for... <laughs> the last thing I have for Hot Up Slime Machine is whenever they're getting robbed... By, by Cassidy Bullock? <laughs> yeah, Cassidy Bullock, which we don't even get to know until the end of the fucking Oh, season. Veronica asks him his name when she flirts with him, and oh, he has and to he be like, you had a fight, you name? didn't break up, stop trying to fuck this guy. He says his full name? Like a crazy person? Yeah. Bullock. What the fuck? Cassidy Bullock. Cassidy. Shaking nuts third. Yeah. I guess... <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But... Like when she goes up and hits the panic button, and then the phone rings, and she's like, "The security company will be here." And they—they—I'm pretty sure she says they'll shoot first and ask questions later. Like yeah. that's what a security company will do. They will just like <laughs> they will just kill people <laughs> just, and not detain them. Rich people have access to a very different type of security than you and I. <laughs> so, I guess so. I so guess anyway. I started blasting. <laughs> And like, yeah, I don't know. The fucking rich people have access to the 007 program where they just get a person with a license to kill to guard their house. Yeah. Um, if you're rich, you can get yeah. such a license. Crazy. You just picked that up at the DMV? Yep. Yeah. You, you don't okay. even need one in Texas. You can just murder anybody you want. Yeah. Well, hey, fuck the castle doctrine. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Like, what's up? I'm white. <laughs> you're near my house. You're near, you, hey, you're on my grass. Anyway, um, okay. next up in the episode uh, sort of domino line that we got going on here is Smithers D's Nuts, which 
great episode title, gang. I forgot what kind of titles we we made for these shits, and I'm proud of it. Uh, so What's even more upsetting is they're all shit that we said. Like it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not like uh, a a like prevalent point in the sh- in the show itself. It's stuff we said. I feel like Hot Tub Slime Machine is like. Oh, that's up. Pretty there. close that's... to what they actually do in the episode, though. Oh, for sure. None of them. It was very fuck close. In the hot tub, but I don't. They don't understand fuck. why they... they don't. Uh, well, because I mean, it's off screen. Every time they fuck in that episode, it's a point of contention with the other couple. Uh, yeah. So you have to yeah, hear the bed they're speaking. They're off screen. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, so it, I don't again, know how they would do that. I assume that Andre was sent there to loosen. All of the bed frames in advance. Of yeah, their all of the all of the nuts <laughs> but, and the yeah, all like, the bolts and the fucking instead of the bed, bed squeaking, which is weird, and I don't think I've ever had a bed squeak from fucking on it. Uh, <laughs> it they could have just had like the hot tub splashing noises. I was gonna say probably just water water splashing noises, but yeah, I don't know. We could have had a hot tub slime machine, but that's a little too risque for the old Charles Whitlock's Riverdale. <laughs> Um, Charles Entertainment. Charles Whitlock couldn't. His heart couldn't handle it. I don't think. Uh, so this is uh, we have Smithers. before agreed that Charles Whitlock is just a uh, like pseudonym for Greg Berlanti, right? I think so. Yeah, it's a it's another name for Greg Berlanti. It's a screen name. Love Simon. Uh, love Simon. <laughs> this show so, has a whole ass episode about Love Simon. Yeah, which is insane. Everybody's it souls. heals everyone. They they watch Love Simon and they are healed. Easy as that. Easy fucking peasy. So Smither D's nuts, Smither D's nuts, excuse me. Um is the episode where um Jughead goes on a hunger strike and <laughs> Ethel <laughs> Ethel um dumps a milkshake on Veronica's head, which is very great. Mm. Um but when the scene where Smithers and Jughead meet up at the bus station, um Smithers has the exact same hat on, and in my notes, I just say Smithers didn't turn in his hat. He just, like, ha- wears the same shit, but now he just drives a bus. I like to think that it was always actually. his... The Smithers uniform comes from his personal preference in clothing. Oh, yeah. Every, <laughs> every bodyguard for rich people just has an impeccable... Yeah, every rich person's like, you can just wear whatever... So I don't really care. And every single time they're like, I'm going to wear something fancy as hell. I'm going to get white cotton gloves. I'm going to go to the fucking dry cleaners three times a week. It'll be fucking great. Yeah, smithersing <laughs> is not just his job. It's who he is. It's, it's his who calling. He is. It's ingrained in his bones. It's what he, he was put on this earth to he do. He wakes and up smithers. He eats breakfast smithers. He takes a shower <laughs> smithers. He, he earns the rank smithers. of smithers. He changed his legal name. <laughs> and he embodies all that a smithers should be. It's like being a Charlie exactly. in Charlie's Angels. There you go. <laughs> Smithers Angels. It's um, almost the exact same thing, actually. <laughs> um, so in this episode, this is the episode where she's like cleaning her. Uh, Veronica is cleaning her hair out and getting all the sticky mess out of it. And then Reg is like making fun of her because she's. Eh. But then there's a there's a shot where she like clenches her fist when she's about to fucking sock this dude. And I don't know what they were doing in post, but they, like, made too much sound when she clenched her fist. It was like she hadn't moved it, like she hadn't cracked her fit, like cracked her knuckles in, like, 30 years. And they were all just... I don't, I don't 
understand why it made that much noise, but it did, and it freaked me out. Um, let's just break an entire fucking stalk of celery. Yeah, let's just get a fucking like sheet of bubble wrap, roll it up like a uh, like a rag, and then just twist it, and that's what <laughs> that's the sound it makes. Um, this is also the episode where uh, it's the big. Uh, diversion sleepover so that Cheryl and Tony can just sort of hang out in a bed. Um, but Which I love everything about. It's very good. Uh, it's a great diversion tactic. Uh, but there's also... Uh, yes! So, um, I mean, so Cheryl and Tony make me need water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, uh, but also Oof. when Tony was um, Tony was auditioning for the Vixens, she like the the I like that they like kept her like style as like a sort of grunge punk girl, but like as a cheerleader. So like she has like fishnets on and she like tied her shirt up to like show midriff, and she's got fucking pom poms on her shoes. <laughs> like they really wanted to make her stand out, like. Forgetting the fact that she has like dyed hair, I you know? found this scene to be entirely plausible. That Cheryl would be like, "Yes, my girlfriend should perform for me. Everybody, go home. You can't be sexy. I have to go wank." Yeah, now. this is a private Bye. audition. Yeah, it should have been, but then it's like inner circle cousin Betty. Inner circle. <laughs> inner circle. Yada yada yada. Cousin Betty. Cousin Betty. Cousin Betty. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of that, when they're all doing their their hair. Um, oh yeah, Pride Month. Uh, Pride Month hair collection. Yeah. Um. What what I noticed about that is when they were all just sitting down and just like making finger movements not to fuck up the other person's hair. <laughs> it is so deadpan in that fucking scene. Like nobody is making any. It is all just like mannequin faces. Well, let's not forget that this is an activity that Cheryl insisted on. No one else that wants to do it. That is true. It's just um, on Cheryl's agenda for how sleepovers happen. Based on yeah, old a, novels that she has read. Yeah, and based so. on like yeah, a Mark Twain thing <laughs> that she read. Like, oh, okay, girls come over and they they do hair and they do they uh, have pillow fights or whatever. That's what girls do. You're just lucky they didn't um, record mandated whispering and giggling time. I, I just got fantastic <laughs> news. Uh, uh-huh. And that is that Vanessa Morgan, who plays Tony Topaz, just had a baby. Like, not Whoa. too long ago. Oh, good for yeah. her. And it looks like online she calls the baby River, which is adorable. I don't know if that's like a if that's secret a, name so that like you don't tell strangers your baby's name if you're kind of famous. Yeah. But that's adorable. Yeah. That's probably it. Um what else? So oh, this is the Vanessa Morgan. Good job. Yeah, congrats. Congrats on the babe. Um but this is also so this episode is also uh the hunger strike, which makes it makes the best scene ever which is Archie's fucking like synth oh 80s, yeah he's 1980s uh, BMX hero town. ride yeah That's which so was weird. amazing to see um and they literally haven't been on bikes was, since that one episode yeah no <laughs> they were like ah oh, these we're are supposed kids to infer <laughs> yeah they were supposed to inf- we were supposed to infer this entire time that they were getting around on, on bikes biking places um but the the fucking slide that he does at the end to like come in to the uh the front of Southside High is like the fucking most extra shit I've ever seen. <laughs> it's the slide that we all wished we could do on our BMX bike. 
That's true. I mean, the I feel like that is the kind of slide you need perfect conditions for. Like it has to be the perfect storm of like just wet enough, but just dry enough on the asphalt. You gotta got you gotta um, have a lot of loose gravel, but not too much loose gravel. Exactly. Just Tokyo it's drifting gotta, everywhere. Yeah, like this is Archie's Tokyo drift moment. Um, and there's also a scene where FP comes and gives Jughead like twelve burgers and is like, <laughs> "Please eat these." Um, FP says, "I won't he'll tell eat anybody." Half of them, but I think we all know that Jughead ate all of those burgers. Uh, yeah, it was bad. So, for sure. For sure. Uh, and what I took away from that scene is that fucking FP had a goddamn ascot on. <laughs> um, that's all I can of, focus he on. He had a lot of heat in the neck. You Did lose a lot of heat in the neck. Provider in that episode. I think you might have. I think you might have. Because <laughs> if I didn't, I'm really angry at myself. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think the next episode is the student president race. God. So just another this is where... ridiculous plotline in a terrible yeah. season of television. Yeah. So uh, this episode was titled "Chick Doesn't Belong in This Show" because he fucking, fucking doesn't. Hate t- chick. He's a goddamn bag of cursed bones, and they keep him on for too long. <laughs> He's there for too long. But uh, they could have replaced some of these episodes with jingle jangle episodes, you know? Ah, oh, yeah. God, I want more jingle jangle action. I really hope that the Ghoulies bring back jingle jangle in season three. Yeah, like, but jingle jangle would have been such a better through arc for the season than yes. like the mob stuff and I don't know. The, there was some the pivot. elections. Like so much happens in this season. Yeah, like I don't get it. An election most of is it's a, very a season dumb. of television. Yeah, <laughs> like not yeah, not a six episode run in the end of a season. It's like yeah, that the whole season could be about that. Yeah, so like the whole first season is about one murder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, They're trying to solve that one murder, and then yeah, it just fucking bounces around. I feel like they they played a pinball game with different plot points for the second season, and they were like, we'll use all of it. Um, <laughs> print. Yeah. Uh, so in this, the, the beginning of this episode, uh, Chick doesn't belong in the show. Uh, Jughead describes the, the debate, the weird student president debate that's uh, moderated by Alice Cooper as being on the, mo- on the most public of stages, which is the fucking high school auditorium. <laughs> like that's the, uh, like yes, that's the, the fucking most, most public, of public of stages. Not like, a podium or like a, a gazebo in the park where anybody can walk in. It's, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, I like how uh, there's the, a, the issues at the high school are like, what about these South side students um, with our other good students? And not like, um, can we get some fresh pastries in the vending machines? As I recall, yeah. issues of student <laughs> governance being, yeah. I want better cupcakes. <laughs> uh, I, hey, can we get better sweets? Okay. Come yeah. on. Pizza for lunch really- every day. Yeah. Allow us to chew um, gum! Exclamation point. Come on, let us wear hats. <laughs> um, oh so, man, the hat thing. Why? Why do well, they care they about thought hats? We were, they thought we were hiding guns and bombs in there, man. I don't. You never know. Understand? Um, is it some so, boomer bullshit? We're like wearing a hat. It indoors? might be. Is well, it's like a respect thing. To, yeah. To yeah, white men. It it ranks right up there with uh, you can't girls can't show your shoulders. Yeah, shoulders are two. Oh boy, we get one shoulder in this piece, and all of the men in the school turn yeah. to apes. They just yep. go fucking crazy. <laughs> Their dicks actually explode. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a health, it's a health and safety issue. 
we can't have we can't have another incident like we did in '63. Okay, we gotta <laughs> cover them shits up. '63. So, eh, just made up a number. So uh, when when they're like uh, having a wide shot of the stage and it's all three um, running t- candidates, all, mm-hmm. all three like candidate whatever, um, they have the the three posters and they all are ship names and I hate it. I hate it so much. Because, like, Reg, Reg and Josie aren't together. That means they don't get a ship name. It's not like every team, team gets Rosie. a ship name. Team Rosie, which I think we, uh, we brought this up before. Should have been, been Should have been Dredge. Really should have been Dredge. <laughs> um, they really fucked up on that. But what I took away from all, the, all three of those posters is that Reg's is the fucking worst. He looks like such a douche nozzle in his fucking... <laughs> poster yeah but at least He's like at least it's his ship name isn't varchi uh, that's true fucking worst varchi team varchi and also the fact that like uh when <laughs> when um the, any scene with like uh, veronica and the vixens she has a team varchi shirt on and it's got like fucking stars on it and everything yep. Ugh. it sucks it sucks. It's, just, it sucks it's just bad but yeah the fucking reg poster is like him Looking over his shoulder at the camera and like jutting a thumb out at himself, like <laughs> he's the me. most important motherfucker on campus, and I hate him. Um, let Reg, me see. Reg's uh, attitude is so like Reg is a different person in every episode in this second half of the yeah, season. Yeah, they don't know what the fuck to do with this kid. They're like, um, he'll be a dick this time. Who knows? <laughs> we need somebody to be bad. I guess Reg. I guess Reg. What we do we got? We'll pull cool a name out of a hat. I guess Reg. I guess Reg again. Yeah, each time they pull a name out of the hat, and it's always it's Reg. Reg. Um, but all the pieces of paper in the hat say Reg, <laughs> so it's kind of a kind of rigged. Um, That's but upsetting because he's far too handsome. Such a Reg. Yeah. Um, also, it was weird for them to like have voting blocks <laughs> in this episode. Oh they yeah, were worried they didn't about have to arm wrestle for the bulldog running. voting block. So yeah, there was <laughs> there was an arm wrestle. For a, for the bulldog voting block, Ugh. and I what I took away from that was not that like it was really tense. It was that they were way too sweaty. <laughs> they were just they were just too shiny for this arm wrestle. Well, let's not forget like it, that it, this high school has a sauna. That's true, but also I'm pretty sure in the scene before where it was like you, I got to arm wrestle you to like it's like the the proposition of the arm wrestle. They're like both wearing t-shirts and they're both fine. And then it cuts to them, like, fully sweating buckets <laughs> as they are trying to, like, arm wrestle. And my, I concluded that they were arm wrestling for about half an hour before it cut back in. They were, like, at a deadlock for, like, a half an hour <laughs> while they were just, like, fucking give up, Andrews, or whatever the fuck. Um, so and I can't even also, remember Archie's last name. Uh, Andrews. Yeah, I know. You just yeah. said it, and I oh, can't Oh, I just said it. it. Mm. Yeah, no. Um, also, I think this is when I can't remember uh, if we missed the episode with the secret will, but in the episode with the secret, oh, I think that was in the. No, I, we might have missed it. But um, when Claudius talks about um, like who he is and how he like came to Riverdale, he's like, "Yeah, it's always the blossom curse to get killed by your twin," and it's like this is the third family in this show that has a quote-unquote curse 
It's like this town is built on a witch's burial ground and they're well, all cursed. So it doesn't matter who other, you are. Wait, what are the other two families that are cursed? Because I think they might still be Blossom families. Yeah, I think they're all It blossoms. might be. I, well, I guess it's Cooper and the, uh, and the Jones family. The Jones family has some sort of curse, <laughs> I think. Okay, well, that's just alcoholism and poverty. That's not that a might, curse. That might be just, yeah, that might be just like uh, gang lifestyle might be the curse. Yeah, um, okay, um, it's, uh, it's societal pressures that are the curse there and our lack of a social safety net. Um, and then yeah. let's not forget that the Blossoms are Coopers because of how um, Grandpappy Cooper died, except he was the murderer and he stayed living. Yeah, I, oh, fucking <laughs> God Jesus. damn it. My least we'll get favorite that. thing we'll get that has that. ever happened ever. Yeah, I don't understand. Um, but this is also the episode where Chick tries to help by... Oh, he brings uh, Darla home? Yeah, brings Darla back. And she's like, hey, yeah, it's fine. We'll just, I'll just take 10 Gs off you and I'll be on my way. Um, but during that 10 scene... 10 Gs or 1,000 big ones? No, 10,000 big ones. <laughs> 10,000 large. I Jughead's... Big ones. <laughs> oh, 18 big ones. He got yeah. he got 18 or 13. I think it was 18 big ones. Yeah. Yeah. Very large $1 bills. 18 large. Yeah, very large $1 <laughs> bills. But um they were all sitting around the table and they like and Alice like poured out some tea or whatever. But for some reason there are like the tops the tops of very small cans on the table in front of Betty and Chick. And I thought that they looked like Red Bull cans. And then what came out of the teapot looked like some sort of flavored Red Bull. And I was just like, great, this is a great head cannon. They're just drinking Red Bull out of a tea, can- out of a tea kettle. I like They're the idea that Red Alice Bull. heard about hot Dr. Pepper and was like, well, then, <laughs> why not? Let's, why yeah, not let's hot put Red my Bull? own fun little twist on it. Yeah. yeah. Let's just have a good time. I'll just mix hot it up. Red you know, Bull. something a little kicky. Mmm. Give me a little kick. Um, I think someday when in-person events resume, uh, if I ever see that Cole Sprouse is autographing at a show that I'm working at, I'm going to have uh-huh. to go pay 50 big ones for his autograph and mention <laughs> to him that they are 50 big ones. And I'm going to be so pleased with it. And he's going to have no fucking he's gonna clue. Have yeah, no he's going to be like, what? Here's the thing. He's going to be like, what? And you're going to be like, a Riverdale runs through it. And then you just sort of back into, <laughs> into the crowd. You just fucking go. You just leave like a specter. You just like disappear. <laughs> Um, so in my notes, I have shit punch, which I don't remember what the fuck I wrote that for. I don't know. Somebody must have punched somebody else very oh, badly. Oh, okay. So they, like, this is oh, what FP and Jughead sick. literally kick in the door. Oh, is it? Yeah. In this episode, Does, d- because, because when Alice, they... <laughs> Alice sends Betty to the bank and Betty, oh. instead of going to the sheriff, literally goes to the bank yeah, and then comes back. So I think also this is the episode where, um, oh, shoot, Nana Rose uh, is, like, recovering from being pushed down the stairs and uh, accused of having, like, sundowners and chewing on a poison plant. Um, and she, like, flings herself out of the chair and, like, crawls over to, like, a 1940s phone because Cheryl has been shipped off to um, gay conversion this is camp? Her Quiet Mercy. Yeah, gay conversion camp. And she, like, for some reason, this fucking phone still works where she, like, <laughs> has to take the earpiece off, put it up to her head, and then, like, speak into the microphone. <laughs> tell the operator who to call. <laughs> yeah. And I forget what Tony's name is. 
Antoinette. Because it's not Tony. It's oh Antoinette, and she like calls her by Antoinette <laughs> because of course she's old as hell and she knows everybody's true name. Hell yeah, it's definitely a grandma thing to do though. I guess I guess it is. Yeah, I guess my grandma always calls me Matthew. Um, well, that's your name. But yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, like half is, the time I, I guess call it you is. Matthew. I guess it's true. Whenever anybody asks me if it's if I go by Matt or Matthew, I always say, if you call me Matthew, I'll say yes, mother. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, what? What? <laughs> what did you just say, Jim? <laughs> anyway. Um, also, last thing for this episode, they don't keep the money after Jughead bursts in with a bunch of knives and goes, hey, leave. Okay, well, in fairness, they really did kill that guy. So... <laughs> They really did kill. I guess they really did kill that guy. I guess they're like, oh, this is our punishment for killing that yeah, guy. Is we're we it should, costs us ten thousand dollars to kill him. Yeah, man, we should. I guess have some sort of punishment. <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know. Next ones are quick. We've been going for a little bit here. So quick fire, just uh, full time Smithers, part time Maitre D. This is when they break Cheryl out of the. Gay nunnery camp hole. Oh, yeah. Um, the conversion therapy. Yeah, conversion therapy hole. And it is like, I guess they're trying to do like a horror movie thing, but like they like turn down a hallway and nuns and. Uh, uh, oh, who are the other I people? Think orderlies is what you're. Orderlies. That's what they're called. Yeah. Nuns and orderlies are just Beefy walking. guys in hospital lights. Yeah. Um, so beefy. S- snacking on wafers. Oh, yeah. Pulling from way back. Cut. Yeah. Wow. Wafers. Um, wafers. Wafers. <laughs> anyway, um, but in my notes. one bit, isn't it? I think maybe. Yeah, that that's, was, a, that's. I think that's a season one bit. That's from a but, long uh, time ago. In my uh, in my notes, I just wrote nuns be strutting because they always are. Like they don't, they barely get away. Like they barely like get out of the secret door and lock it behind them before the nuns like get to it and start banging on the door. So that means they either the nuns either walk fast or the teenagers run slow. Either or could be true. It's Riverdale. What if the nuns are on um, heelys? I love this. <laughs> There's a Go lot fund of me. long hallways in the nun hole. And the Here's nice my, thing about a Healy yeah. is it does also kind of look like an orthotic shoe. That is true. Uh, that is very true. Super. I want to go fund me. Walk on with the heel, the wheel in though. That is true. Yeah, but that's why you just Healy. But I want to go fund me to give every priest ever a pair of Healy's, <laughs> just so they can do like a, <laughs> a six like a slide mass. down the. Yeah, a six <laughs> slide down the fucking aisle. <laughs> Oh, can you do a thingy on that rail? A thingy on that? You you talking about a grind? <laughs> Call it anyway. grind, bro. <laughs> it's like fifty feet of rail. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> the rails are shit. Um, oh, Scott also the uh the only thing that I the only other thing I got from this was when the the dark circle got made. Um, they like had scorpion masks from Mortal Kombat. They didn't have like. Uh, oh yeah, the red, red circle is definitely ski masks. And then they like upgraded to weird like I don't I don't even know it had like weird padding on the face part, and it was like, are we fighting for the fucking mortal realm here? I don't understand. Yes. 
Um, I guess we are. Uh, next up is Mystery McGugs, which wait, wait, is... Wait. I, I do think... want to talk about something. Oh, sure, and go ahead. how yeah, absolutely please. bonkers it is that Hiram shuts Pops down, the only place in this town that people go to eat, every time he wants to have a business dinner and makes Pop yeah. trick it out like a mid-rate Italian restaurant. With <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> every time, man. The and I, tablecloths and yeah. everything. I mean, he's the owner, technically. Poor Pop so Tate does can... not deserve this. Let him make milkshakes and leave him alone. Yeah, leave him alone. Stop making him do, make poor design choices, basically, <laughs> for the inside of his fucking chrome. I hope, it is my fervent hope that he just plays scenes from an Italian restaurant on a loop the entire time that Hiram et al. are in there. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Pop just gets like a jar of ragu and is like, fuck these guys. <laughs> yeah, for real. The meatballs for, are freezer burned to hell. Sure. They came from we're Costco not, 12 years we're ago. We're not set up to make Italian food in this place. <laughs> <laughs> we're a fucking diner. He deep fries and the obviously spaghetti. The Costco, yeah, the Costco is like in Greendale. <laughs> so they like get soggy by the time they get back to Pops. Um, so Mystery McGugs, which is this musical episode. Um, They're like singing in the, like everybody's like getting ready. They're like. Also, fucking, I think we talked about this when we reviewed the actual episode, but Archie doing push-ups and reading the script (laughs) is the fucking worst thing ever. (laughs) I hate that TV is like, oh, you you want a perfect, like, fucking character? You want a guy that does both? How about push-ups and reading? That's hard. <laughs> Get you a guy that does both. Isn't that hard? You ever try to read Jane Eyre while doing fucking sit-ups upside down? That's hard. Let's do it. Let's have him do it. Doing physical activity and using your brain? That's hard. Um... It makes me so mad. I can't, I can't get over it. That, I, I recall my visceral reaction to watching that. Like The start of that episode yeah. is when you walked through the kitchen and I was like, I think I have to quit this podcast, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can do this. And we all around, the fact that we all around hate this episode is perfect. Um, yeah, uh, it's just all bad, and I, I don't like it. The only good thing to come um, out of this episode is it solidifies Ethel's turn from object of pity to person of power. Yeah. That's I love that mm. for Ethel and for the show. Um, but also, I figured out that um, CW also stands for sh- censorship warning because they just – the way that they say, like, freaking crap in this episode, <laughs> like, they can't get in one damn or an ass or a hell. They just have to go full high school with it, um, and it sucks. What's the, what's the censored take on snakes on a plane? You're tired of these something oh. snakes on this Monday to Friday plane? Yeah, I think it's Monday to Friday plane. Uh, monkey fights. I think it's like monkey, monkey fights snakes, snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. Snakes. Yeah, I like. I mean, there's also that one. Snakes um, don't fight monkeys; they fight mongooses. Yeah, they fight mongies. I don't know. Mon- mongai, um, mongapities. Manga, manga, mogwai. <laughs> um, I think there's also the like the TV censorship for Yippie Kaye motherfucker is like Yippie Kaye Mr. Falcon. <laughs> I just want to put that out there too. Um, also, I have in all caps in my notes: "Adult in the High School Musical." Oh yes, hey, gang. Don't give a mom. Sorry, don't give a mom 
a high school musical wow, part. Fucking How about weird, that? Matthew. You know, I just, worked hard. I'm no, hey, listen. <laughs> I, Mom, I loved your performance <laughs> and our take on Pride Prejudice. Um, I just think that a high schooler in old makeup is just going to be better. You know, it's so easy. You just get the white spray paint the for the hair. It's like, I can sing, damn it. <laughs> Yeah. I love that. Like, I so the actor who plays Kevin, who's playing somebody that's like 15, 16, but is well into their yeah. 20s, has to say, I hate I hate it when you cast somebody the wrong age. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it? What kind of irony is that? All of it? <laughs> Burn. You don't, you don't see those that often. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, oh, also, I, I kind of made a weird pull. Um, but when Cheryl does her first like solo number and she it, like the camera pans around her and she's like in a dress. Oh, yeah. And like singing to an empty st- like empty uh, auditorium and then it like goes back around and she's back in the regular world. I just said that um, she's the Harley Quinn of this episode <laughs> because of Suicide Squad and um, well, both I think both Suicide Squads or at least Suicide Squad and uh uh, Birds of Prey. Yeah, no, you're thinking of Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey because the first yeah. Suicide Squad Didn't is happen. not good in any way. Is garbage. Is there garbage, was only, uh, I don't know what you're both talking it. about. There's only one Suicide Squad movie. That's true. And at but no Birds point. It's got King Prey Shark in it. Introduces the idea that, that she's not a reliable narrator. Yeah. And that which she goes into these special magical places in her brain to, to like make it through things that are difficult. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, for this musical episode, why is it so sexy? <laughs> they, they can't say fuck or damn, but they can, like, do sexy dances for the high school. I don't understand. It's bad. It's all bad. All right. Wait, I have a um, question for you. Now that you've seen this, do you agree sure. with me that all of the choreography was stolen from Vixen's rehearsals? I feel like, yeah, that, that is very true. <laughs> yeah. I totally, I totally think that it was all just like, okay. Well, you we're going to have boys do it now, and it's going to be different. That know those moves, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I guess they're like, okay, we're just going to run through uh, Dance 6 or whatever the fuck. Um, next, I only have two notes for this. Uh, million dollars in Sacagawea coins, which I think is <laughs> it's Prisoners. The prisoners. Is the, the Prisoners episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Everybody all in I the have... town gets kidnapped simultaneously. Yeah, so all I have is... Um, I made up Ascab, which is all Sheriff Kellers are bastards, <laughs> because he does such a bad job. Um, and then he's terrible I don't... at being sheriff until they fire him. Yeah, and I then he's really good. love that he says out loud, "Well, they'll probably bring in somebody who can solve the crime." Yeah, we'll <laughs> bring in a better dude. <laughs> I he guess. Self dunks. Yeah, he, he self dunks so hard. And then the other note I have, oh, sorry. The other note I have, I don't remember what the fuck taking notes on boys is, but I guess whatever. Um, Next up is habeas fangus, because in Mystery McGugs, that was when uh, our poor, poor Midge was taken from us. Um, Our condolences, Jim. Our condolences, Jim. I know that that really hit hard. Yeah. Uh, but this is when, uh, Fangs is getting framed. It, it's okay. I still have Cheryl and Tony. That's They're true. in it for the long haul. Uh, yeah. Um, and then there's the, there's a scene where there's that, like, uh, multiple printed posters of the dark circle. And just <laughs> don't, just don't the advertise your gang. 
<laughs> and Archie Don't advertise your gang. One. He removes yeah. one poster. He, he rips down <laughs> one. And it's probably not even on his locker, you know? <laughs> it, uh, but, like, don't... <laughs> Don't. Sometime later, Ethel Muggs shows up in the hallway and is like, "Why is my locker the only one that doesn't have a poster on it?" <laughs> they, they targeted. I love me. that headcanon. Yes, I love that headcanon. Um, and yeah, just that what I took from that episode was like, "Don't fucking your your gang's not a new hit Broadway musical. Don't put posters up uh, all around town about it." Um, they had like sent. Like a, a fucking giant team of production assistants and set dressers to to do that whole thing. Yeah, and it was like uh, you think Reg got that for free? No, dude. No. Dude paid PAs to handle that shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not gonna not gonna hang his own posters. Yeah, well, I feel like all of the red, all of the dark circle. Well, he has the out. whole and, the whole Canada. bulldog voting block to help him with it. Yeah, that's true. Um, next up is Molotov Pop Tales. This is the penultimate episode. Um, oh man, and this is a big times. We got riots. We got the ghoulies back. We <laughs> riots, ghoulies, fucking archery. We got, we got it all. Cheryl. <laughs> just, she, I feel like okay. I just I wrote down here that Cheryl is a Shakespearean. Yeah, like I I wrote down in my notes that Cheryl is a Shakespearean cousin because as soon as she puts on the fucking hunting cape. Like, she she literally calls Betty and was like, as soon as I got to my archery materials and my hunting cape, I was ready to deal with it. Oh, it's it's Final Fantasy Tactics rules. I guess so. You, you change your hat, and now you have a different character class. Yeah, it's great. I also think it is so, Pete Cheryl to be like, I'm being attacked. I have a weapon, but wait. Costume change. But wait. Costume costumes. Change. I need to be stylish. <laughs> so, let me see. There's like... There's just some oh, Luchkin. Wow, Luchkin. <laughs> He's way down the end of the Come hallway. on, dude. You can't you can't be in this. No. <laughs> he likes to come dude, in here now stop. and yell at the snake cuz cuz Jake from Snake Farm uh wiggles around a lot more now. He's got more space and <laughs> He's got some more enrichment. space. I'm, uh, I'm and the cat, dude, Luchkin. <laughs> the cat is really confused. <laughs> by this. He comes oh, into this boy. space and he yells, yells so loud at the snake. Sick. Anyway, but like, yeah, Cheryl describing the black hood, black, yeah, the black hood as like unwounded animal, and he'll fight to anybody. Like he'll just like lash out at anybody when he's backed into a corner. <laughs> um, that's weird to say <laughs> as a normal person, and like also well, Cheryl is not a normal person. That's true. She's she's uh, the best of all of us, I think. But. <laughs> Yeah, just the whole, just her whole disposition in this entire episode is fucking crazy. I also um, really love that she's like, yeah, by waistline alone. By waistline alone, it could be him, maybe. <laughs> like she can just fucking eye it up. Like you know how some That's like savage, there's some Cheryl. tropes. Damn. Yeah, there's some tropes in like uh, the one dad in this town, Cheryl wouldn't fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like um, I feel like it's like that same thing where like the uh, the Barney Stinson thing where it's like he could just like know a woman's breast size just like right off the bat i feel like cheryl can know anybody by their waistline just like oh okay i could i don't see your face but i see your waistline and i know you who the fuck yeah. you are that's um, that's a doctor's dad's mr cooper yeah <laughs> hot dad's comma mr cooper oh that's good stuff um <laughs> so uh 
I like the so during this riot, right? There's like two waves to the riot because one is like the beginning, and then it sort of calms down, and the ghoulies come in and they start up a new riot. Um, and like while those serpents are trying to trash Northside or like Riverdale High, um, when all of the teachers like it's it's Waldo Weatherby and all the teachers are like defending the school. They're, like, still all... It's not like they're in, like, Mad Max attire. They're still in, like, suits and stuff. Like, for oh, some yeah. Reason. <laughs> yeah, they're, like, in tweed, but they have fucking baseball bats with nails in it. It's a really... <laughs> I actually kind of like, like, uh, that kind of style of, like, being fancy during the apocalypse. It's nice. <laughs> you have to bring a certain amount of class to the um, falling apart of society. Heck, <laughs> class. They're in a school. Oh, I Jesus do Christ. really like the idea of, like... <laughs> rival apocalypse gangs of one team being like all in tweed suits with baseball bats with nails. Yeah. And one team being in like the busted up tires and football pads. Yeah. <laughs> Just like football pads with spikes in them. Oh, you know right, Cause they had to go. gear up for the, for the riot. Yeah. They like break into the fucking sports closet and get baseball bats. I um, love how this episode, all sweet P wants to do is be an agent of chaos. He just wants to fight somebody. His he entire character his motivation out. is like, who can I punch? Don't stop me from punching. Don't stop. I am a boy born to punch, and I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> um, so I there. So when the ghoulies showed up, that was obviously like, uh, in my notes, I had them as Mad Max. And in uh, the teachers showing up with all their shit, I called that Mad Facts. I thought that was funny. Um, <laughs> but then when... Um, <laughs> when Oh, see... What's up? I'm looking at your notes uh-huh. because we have this cool shared document. Yeah. And thinking facts like facsimile machine. Yeah, like facsimile machine. No, you mean facts like facts. Oh. Like, because they're teachers. Oh, no, I meant like a fax machine. Oh. Yeah, but also right, mad well, facts. I- that also works. I'll just change it. There we go. Look at There's that. layers. It's, it's better. Uh, it's like an onion. <laughs> so the scene where Betty gets a call from her dad after she sees Dr. Masters in the bed dead where she's like, all right, I'm going to come home now. And Hal is setting up the oldest fucking movie projector I've ever seen. <laughs> and it's like, why do you have that, A? And B, why didn't you get, Why do you have film? Like on, I don't understand. Oh, his whole 8 like millimeter Hal, projector thing. Yeah. I feel like at least Hal is old enough to have a VCR, you know? Uh, like a VHS I, yeah. player. That's I just what realized... it should be on. All of the schools, all of the educational films you watched in school were on VHS, huh? Yeah, they were. Yeah, we had we had film strips. <laughs> no way. You guys yeah. had film strips for real? Yeah. yeah. Damn. Yeah, classrooms. Yeah, you went down to the AV room and you got one of those projectors and the and the metal disc that had the reel of film in it. Holy yep. shit, guys. You were yep. deep in the paint. The um, world the world's changed a lot since we were kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, let me see. Oh, so much. When um, when Hal is like explaining his dark past and his dark secret, th- like where he got shot in the shoulder, there's like a little pinprick of blood on it. It's he not did like let it the doctor fix lot. him. I guess so. Killing the doctor. Yeah. Bloodlessly, I guess. Sure, but it's not like he has like blood splatter on his jacket or anything. I guess he. I don't know. Didn't have to have a shirt on when he stabbed a guy. <laughs> oh my um, god! Yeah, he, he killed he the doctor while shirtless. a surprisingly small amount of trauma. Yeah, he killed the doctor by like shoving one of his corners into his neck. Because um, <laughs> he's a fucking rectangle. Also, I had Hal was the worst Winter Soldier because 
He said that what inspired him to become the Black Hood was something that reminded him of what his mom had said when he was a kid. And I feel like oh, that's like, like he got this, activated. Like, yeah, like he got activated. <laughs> like it was a fucking sleeper agent code that he got like woken up in, from and had yeah, to kill Yeah, some again. Manchurian candidate shit. Yeah. Also, Malachi, the uh, the leader of the Ghoulies. <laughs> what? <laughs> the Winter Soldier. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, his his activation words are you. We have to do better and not long rusted seventeen daybreak furnace yeah. nine to nine upcoming <laughs> car. He's got a whole his, different set of his, words. His his words are something that could just accidentally happen. Yeah, instead of, of like a very specific. Yeah, a very specific thing. Um, I also labeled Malachi as the Grackle instead of the Crow. He kind of had the. <laughs> He kind of had crow makeup going on, but it was oh, like... I don't even know what the grackle is. A, a grackle is just a smaller, just a shittier smaller blackbird. blackbird. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I had to look okay. it up, so... Okay. Yeah. I, I thought that was like farm people thing. Um, I don't know. It might be. No, it's, but it's then, a bird people thing. Yeah, it's bird people no, thing. about birds. Birds. Uh, and lastly, why the fuck is small fry like 40? I guess Papa Poutine was pretty old, but I don't think he was that old, you know? But Small Fry looks like he's really, it's like... To find, it's hard to find people in their in their um, 20s who are that large. I guess so. That magnitude. Yeah. Uh, they're of such a caliber as to be Small Fry-sized. Um, <laughs> still not taller than Sweet Pea, though, which is insane. Scary. No. Sweet he's our, our very tall Sweet boy. Pea. He's our very tall man. Um, and then lastly, Jughead is president of snakes. So, um, the first thing I have is, uh, Penelope loves huge collars. Anytime she can get a huge <laughs> collar on her, loves to keep that neck and back of the head warm. Yep. Um, I guess it's just, uh, she was told one time that rich people like, uh, furs and she was like, fuck yeah, I'm buying all these furs. Well, I will also tell you this. Women of a certain age like to cover up their neck because they feel like their neck gets crepey and it makes them look old because our society is a nightmare and women can never be happy with themselves. Mm. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, that checks out. Yeah. I, I see that. Um, when the, uh, when the white worm gets raided. All of, the, <laughs> all of the fucking hobbits leave uh, and go to the north that side. The music choice is so The music weird. choice. So you said that, and I was like, I was waiting for it. I was like, fuck, <laughs> this is going to be so good. And I wrote down in my notes, slither, you fools. Like they were just uh, <laughs> fleeing uh, the mines of Moria while <laughs> Gandalf fought a Balrog. This was beyond any of you. Yeah. It's just, oh, it's bad. Um, and when, um, let me see, I think when Jughead finds out that, uh, Hiram bought the, bought J- Pops, like he found, he like says something about not, not going to eat there anymore, but he's definitely going to eat there no matter uh, what. Yeah. There's no but other place What's he going to do? Town. Stay home and eat cereal out of a bag? I yeah. He's so. going to just like go out into the street and eat gravel for the rest of his life. Cause there's no other place yeah. to eat. Mm, love um, those fruit toastios. <laughs> fruit toastios. <laughs> oh god, that's such a good name for an off-bread cereal. <laughs> um, when uh, Veronica buys the white worm and trades it for pops, um, and Hiram's like, "Well, this means if we do this thing, 
you don't get the company, you don't get an allowance, and you don't get to be part of the family anymore, the mob family. She's like, that's fine. It's all blood money. Hey, Veronica, the fucking million dollars you have is blood money. <laughs> okay, You have all the blood Claire's money already. Shitty weak blood, and so that doesn't count. I guess that's it's, true. It's, <laughs> I'm going to say um, punishing a sexual assaulter. That's, uh, yeah, that's not blood it's, money. It's I punishing guess a sexual assaulter money. Um, yeah, that's actually that's pretty good money. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Nikki St. Clair's blood is basically just red piss. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like water. It's not good. He's got thin blood. I um, love that he gets his ass kicked every time he shows up. And it's so good. <laughs> every <laughs> single time he shows up, he gets yeah. his ass beat. And it's, ah, uh, he deserves every. he deserves it every time. Um, I'm going to make a called shot here. For when uh, Polly suggests, like, she brings in a cult person or a person from the farm to come in and help uh, Alice with her trauma. Oh, my God. I think I'm going to call cult. it right now. Yeah, I'm going to call it. Betty's going to get a new cult dad. I'm just going <laughs> to just a, a new stepdad that's a cult member. Um, that is a really <laughs> surprisingly accurate prediction. I, I just want to I kind of want it to happen just so that. Uh, I don't know. Alice is definitely going to fuck the leader of the Cause, cult. Yeah, because that's what <sighs> she does. FP is going to be so sad when that happens. I know. But also, when she shows up at FP's house, the, like, one second shot of her, like, getting all of the cleavage, I was like, what the <laughs> fuck, Riverdale? Okay. You're going to just, like... Fucking, it's fine. It's whatever. Mad, uh, mad props though to the to the scriptwriters for understanding that FP's initial reaction to "I did have your baby, it was a son" is to just be like, "Fuck, not chick though, right?" Yeah. Oh god, it's not chick though, right? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that dude is creepy as hell. Alice, I want to support you, but for real, answer me. It's, it's not chick, chick though, right? It's not chick though, right? You gotta you gotta be truthful <laughs> with me here. Um, when he looks at uh, me, my I, blood I turns to slushies. Did- Anyway, uh, you just you just watched this episode. Did they at some point in the episode have outside confirmation that the son was dead? Yes. Or was did they just accept Chick's word on it? No, they did have have outside confirmation because uh, Alice got hysterical and was like, "I do remember this guy coming to my door and him and yeah, but I, they like, didn't sent him find um, they didn't get like a death certificate or oh, that's true. Because other, well, I other think proof. It was, Aside from the neighbor said so, there was, like, bloody shit in the dumpster. I was going to say, like, yeah. So their real bastard son is 100% still alive. Yeah, for sure. He's going to come back at some point with, like, a scar on his face. It's going to be sick. Um, and then at the end, the ending, sort of like the, the crescendo, uh, the auditorium that they're holding the inauguration for pre- the student <laughs> the president, which is fucking insane. <laughs> why? Why do you need to do that? Tell me why. Ain't nothing but Ain't a heartache. Nothing but, yep. a heartache. <laughs> um, but it's lit like something bad is gonna happen. It's like every like the corners are in shadow and like there's like one spotlight. The way it the way that they set up the scene is like so menacing. And then they sing the fucking national anthem like it's a sports game, which that's not at all what? Oh yeah, Josie has to sing. <laughs> S- Josie has to ah! sing the fucking national anthem and everybody has their their heart, uh, hand over their heart and then Archie gets fucking pulled into a paddy wagon. Um yeah. And also I kind of I kind of liked that um like they were doing all the like all the inauguration stuff 
and like Archie looked over and he, he saw Hiram like standing in a hallway just smiling like Hiram was like like snuck into the school somehow I kind of like that because it's like Hiram's got a control over the town you just be anywhere but um yeah that was the that was all my notes uh overall it sucked didn't like it didn't like this show not the greatest show but uh, uh they, <laughs> they at any like we just watched this episode like two weeks ago. Uh-huh. Uh Did they at any point figure out who the actual fake? Oh, it was uh, uh, the new sheriff. It was Sheriff Mineta. We they say that we don't just assume it. No, they say that, okay. or they they say it's most probably him. There's like ninety nine percent chance that it's him, and it might be. Or no, wait, it was um, it was Tall Boy. Because he got oh, he got shot in the riot. They say it was. They tall say boy. it was Tallboy right. because he got killed in the riot, so there was no loose ends. Right. That's okay. what it is. Um, but yeah, that's all my notes. So I think we're good to go. I think we're all done with season two, and now, what's that on the horizon? The mountains of season three. It's gonna be a fucking crazy time. I can't wait. Having watched the first episode, oh yeah, I again think I have watched... to quit this podcast. You do think so? Oh boy! I guess we'll see. Um. So yeah, I guess thank you all for uh, listening to the recap. Shit's wild. Shit is crazy. But um, our intro and outro song is "Simply Times" by the 126ers. Who may or may not be frontman by not, Zack Snyder? Not, with, haven't seen oh, him. Uh, and hey, the 126ers hey, in the same room. What's up? We're, we're recording this on September 10th, which means that by the time you listen to this, you will be able to watch Kate on Netflix. Oh yes, it's gonna starring, be so good. Uh, Ramona Mary Flowers. Winstead. Yeah, and it is fantastic. Oh, dude, I'm I can't wait for that fucking. Oh, she's gonna be Jane Wick. It's gonna be sick as fuck. Uh, um, it's, it's real good. I liked it a lot. Nice. Hell yeah. That's uh, why I was late for recording today. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 4 a.m. And I was like, oh, I could watch this movie. Oh, shit. Go to sleep. There you go. Um, <sighs> Jim. <laughs> so. Time has no meaning. That's true. It's a flat circle. Um, 126ers. We have uh, follow us on Twitter at Riverdale Runs. We make tweets sometimes. Um. Say hi to us over there, or email us at rdpod at gmail.com if you want to get a spooky email from a ghost. What else? I think that's it. I'm pretty sure that is all. Uh, I would say... We did it. Is the ghost still my dead grandma? Yep. Ghost is yep. still your dead grandma. We haven't sure. adopted a new one, so... Yeah, we haven't, uh, we haven't found a new ghost yet, so we still have Jim's dead grandma on the spectral line, so we're all good. Uh... Yeah, you guys I the, think the breakdown of historical dates such that technically speaking, there was a 22 year window where samurais could have sent a fax to Abraham Lincoln. What? <laughs> what did you just say to what? Hold on. We have to keep going for another half an hour. What did you just say? <laughs> I, I OK, I'm not going to look up the dates right now, but it's like, OK, so here's the date. The first fax machine was invented. Here's the date that samurais were outlawed and disbanded. Uh, here's the right, date right. that Abraham Lincoln died. 
And so if you look at those all on a timeline, uh-huh. there's, there's a 22-year a... window <laughs> where samurais could have sent a fax to Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I mean, a lot of other wow. things would have had to fall into place for that. Yeah. That, you know, Holy obviously shit. there wasn't infrastructure for faxes, etc. Yeah, no, um, no cable under the Pacific to send yeah. faxes. Unfortunate. Unfucking fortunate i would yeah. have loved to receive a fax from a samurai um <laughs> be badass that'd be badass Samurai would have to take a ship to san francisco i feel like learn english i feel like a, a fax from a samurai is it like comes out like it uh it like comes out in weird sliced pieces and then those pieces <laughs> fall on the ground and it spells out like a, a message on the floor um mm. but anyway thanks for listening everybody uh, I think be kind and don't do a riot. Don't fuck by a riot. <laughs> don't, buy, don't, don't fuck, fuck by an on-fire dumpster. Don't fuck in or around a hot tub <laughs> yeah, or by an on-fire on dumpster. Or <laughs> to mention Ridge's dumpster. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's a small tidbit. <laughs> um, but yeah, everybody, bye. Bye. <laughs>